0: Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, episode number 29.
1: Welcome to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. The show that takes a look at the hottest relationship drama on television. Sit back and enjoy the ride.
2: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. My name is Stephanie Ravenscraft.
0: And I'm Cliff Ravenscraft.
2: And we are going to be discussing uh, season four Episode seven, physical attraction chemical, chemical reaction.
0: Yeah.
2: Which is, All right. is such a cool title.
0: <laughs> such a cool title, you it think is. so, huh? Yeah. All right. So I, I liked it. Tonight we're gonna discuss this episode, but before we do, I think it's important uh, to just start things off with like maybe just a little news update, a little if news you will. Uh, Stephanie wants to bring in the latest about oh. uh, what is it called? The, uh, the writer's Strike Oh yeah that So without further ado Here's the news update
2: <laughs> That's pretty cool You're on I know but I like the music So I'm distracted
0: No that's called a talkover. It, I, I, it fades I, out as you're talking I know Although it's gone it does, now
2: But I had never heard it before
0: What do you mean we played it in the Heroes thing?
2: Did you use the same one? Yes. Oh, well, if you remember back, and for those who listen to the Grey's Anatomy podcast who don't listen to the Heroes podcast, the episode that I just recorded on Monday, I was a little, you know, had a couple shots of caffeine before. It was a (laughs) good episode. You
0: were like totally rocking up the Uh, uh, microphone there.
2: Crazy. Anyway, um, it was fun. I don't. Okay, what am I supposed to... The The writer's writer's strike, strike, Steph. Writer's Strike 2007 is totally getting on my nerves, and I get more angry about it by the minute. Um, Writer's Strike.
0: Stephanie, hello. (laughs) We're recording a podcast over here.
2: What do you want me to say? Okay, the writers went on strike.
0: Okay, um, thanks, babe.
2: I have read um, several articles online... um, (laughs) That, that say that ABC has stated that they will run out of episodes, um, probably around the beginning of December, um, I meant to bring my notes down with, um, that, that, uh, Asiello, um, Michael right, yep
0: michael Asiello.
2: did um an article um one of his one of his um readers had asked him to put together like a chart of um of where different shows stand and i don't I don't actually remember seeing Grey's anatomy on that list, but it just kind of said you know like they have um this this many um episodes are are in the can already, and they will can continue to um to show those they have you know this many scripts and they and they may um or may not continue to produce that to to be in production on them um but if it goes on for very long we will have shortened season on every television show on that that TV has scripts that is scripted and um so really it sucks right <laughs> Um, I do know that this is the first writer strike since 1988, and um, and I do know that it is over. It is over money that would be um, brought in from the internet and from DVD sales. Um, the writers want a portion of that, and the studios say we can't give that to you because we can't guarantee that there's going to be a profit from that, which is a really a lame excuse.
0: I think it's lame because I mean I if the, if there's no profit you don't get anything. But if there is a profit you get a percentage. Yeah. How do you not write that, that I into mean, a that contract? makes
2: sense to makes sense to you know, simple people like us but maybe it just doesn't really work that way I don't know. Gotcha. But um, first strike since 1988. the strike in the strike in the weeks for the weeks cost the industry $550 million.
0: And in today's money, that's a lot more.
2: A lot more. It could be completely detrimental to the industry.
0: Yeah, and tomorrow night, so. Stephanie's going to be even better prepared. And I
2: know a lot more about loss.
0: Yes, and we're I, not going to share it here. I
2: kinda, because Private Practice wasn't on last night, I kind of forgot... Um, I kind of forgot that I needed to have that information for Grey's Anatomy tonight. So I apologize. That was my fault. Um, Chef Mark is requesting you to talk. So we're going to see if he has something to add because he is all-knowing.
1: Yes, all-knowing well, Mark. No, well, I'm not all-knowing. I just saw <laughs> I just saw some news that uh, uh, apparently CBS has threatened to sue their showrunners if they don't do their producer duties during the writer's strike. Because as you know, the showrunners both write and produce uh, shows. uh. And so oh. they, they, that's like they're trying to strong arm uh, on that level, okay. uh, which I think is very interesting.
2: It, it is. And, you know, I just. Um, I just. Do, do they know how this affects everyone?
0: Yeah. I mean, what about people who are podcasting well, no, for a I living?
2: Mean, <laughs> even put us aside. Put us aside. Okay. Um, Bubba Coop, who is part of the GSPN um, community, he posted a link. In, or not a link um he did a post in Our the forum. forum um and he talked about you know it's not just about the writers and it's not just about the producers and the shows and the actors it's about the janitors and the catering companies and you know and their families and their kids this affects everyone
0: well i mean the and, same could be said. set the same can be said about the pilots that go on strike and the all, all the other right. things
2: right oh i and you know, I'm gonna go on strike. That that's it. Yeah, <laughs> don't even go there. Oh, not from podcasting. I have so many other duties <laughs> that I can strike from.
0: But anyway, um you know, we're not gonna make any kind of public statements about what we feel no. about striking. No, that's it, not what I'm. Trying obviously, to do. It, it's something that it we personally have never been involved in any kind of union that would right. strike, uh, and we don't know all the details. I mean, we only yeah. read what. It's been written right. in the news, so there. You know, who knows really what's going on behind the scenes?
2: Right. Well, I. I um. Th- this is totally not Gray's. It's strike related, but not Gray's related. So, um. Terry. <coughs> uh, Terry Hatcher on the View today. I just um caught a glimpse of it and and stopped to listen because they were asking her. Um. Apparently, Eva Longoria Parker had brought, um, pizzas to the picketers. On the set of Desperate Housewives, Um, she had a break and so she brought pizzas to show her support for them. What was her was her intention, but it was not taken that way. And it was taken in in a completely different context. And apparently it upset her greatly. And um, and so they were giving her a hard time for that. But they're part of a union also.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: their union says they still have to go to work. Yeah, you know, so I, I just think that it's not very fair to give to give the actors a hard time for doing what their union says when you're doing what your union says to do. Right. You know. So anyway.
0: Yeah, I honestly, you know, we're not just very... work it
2: out and get back to work and write us new episodes so we got something to do with our time.
0: There we go. <laughs> Enough said. All right, Stephanie, let's go ahead and talk about this episode. Okay. Uh, Started off with uh, George and Izzy.
2: George and Izzy, bad sex. I so saw this coming. Yeah? I don't... Did I speak it out loud last week? Nope. Because... I. Are you sure I didn't? I'm sure. Because I said... I, I, I thought I said, and if I didn't say it, then I thought it, that um, they had this whole build up, the whole episode to having hot, perfect sex, and... And then at the end of the day, I thought it was just going to be terrible. I didn't think that Izzy was going to have her little, you know, meltdown and I'm so tired, which I'm not making fun of her. I totally get that.
0: Yeah. So obviously it didn't work out well for them.
2: It didn't. And I'm so glad. Why? Just because. I just am. I mean, I get that they're. Just because you're in love with someone doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect, right? And um, it doesn't mean that your idea of what hot perfect sex is is necessarily right yeah. or wrong. But also because I don't really, I, I I don't um, I don't what's the word? I don't support premarital sex, right? And um, but I'm not going to get all preachy about it. I just that's just something that that I don't um agree with. And so it just works for me that I mean they're still having sex, <laughs> they're not giving up on it. It's just yeah, bad. Yeah. She, she, but uh,
0: there was some chicken pecking and leg stretching going on.
2: That was That the whole chicken pecking. Now, I I dated a boy in high school before I met Cliff. Probably because a lot of people think that when I say this guy I dated in high school, they think I they assume you.
0: Yeah. No. And, I was in college then. <laughs>
2: But I was in high school.
0: I know. That's what I'm saying.
2: Um, anyway, I, it was probably, it was probably the, if not the last boyfriend before Cliff, the second to the last. Anyway.
0: How many boyfriends did you have?
2: I was in high school.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> anyway. Was it a
0: high school a brothel?
2: <laughs> Pretty much. So, um, oh, what was, oh, I only kissed him one time. And let me tell you why. <laughs> Can I tell you why?
0: Tell me why, babe. He
2: didn't he didn't you know, Pecking probably would have been nice. He like swallowed my head whole.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it,
2: was, it was horrible. It was horrible. And so I get where Izzy's coming from because everybody wants just that that perfect kiss. I think that there there's more to a kiss than there is to sex, I think. Yeah. And um
0: Well I think the problem that I think that's the problem we see in George and Izzy's relationship is that they're basing so much of the relationships our ship on sex right you know it, it it's not about just it,
2: since they've become a couple since they've actually stepped out and become a couple they are They're more not... about the sex and less about the friendship which is what made them fall in love with each other in the first place exactly so that
0: so was... you know why not go out and have a romantic evening yeah uh, and by romantic i'm not talking sexually romantic i'm right. talking about you know, treating her with respect and dignity, and right, date and, her. Yeah, exactly. You know, w- what's wrong with that? Nothing. You know, and that—that's if—if anything, this show just doesn't give us enough of that. Right. You know, it—it it, it shows the show focuses so much on the physical attraction between people and the just sex anywhere goes kind of thing. And if anything, I'm kind of glad that the show kind of portrays that that's just not, doesn't work out the way that it should. I'm I'm thankful. I mean, we obviously see in uh, Derek and Meredith that sex, just to have sex, causes problems in relationships. Right. Uh, Sex between two people who have this physical attraction without any regard to somebody being married has consequences. Right. You know um, I, I'm if, right. if there's you know if there's something to be said that's good about sex the is show It's not casual. Exactly. But and in I the show it is. It, in Grays it is and it sh- at least Grays no. is showing that it's not good.
2: Uh, well yes, I I think that that up to this point um, there there are characters on the show who view sex as casual. And I think that what they're doing, I think that how they're writing the show is that it's not sex is complicated. There, there's nothing casual about it. Right. And and so I, I like where. You and know. of
0: course, where we're coming from, there we believe that sex is sex is not only physical, but it's it's a spiritual thing as well. It is. And and so it, there there's a whole disregard for some of the things that we, right. you and I anyway, right, and several other folks. Um, basically hold dear to, to the sexual experience. Right. All right.
2: Okay. So who's next?
0: So who's next? Uh, Uh, while
2: we're talking about Izzy and George, I want to talk about George and his patient, the eight year old boy. Okay. Who was, who was swallowing the marbles and we later find out that they're magnets. Right. Um, I just, we have an eight year old. Yeah. And I'm I'm rounding up, but seriously, it's two weeks. She turns eight. So, um, she tells me she's technically, she's eight already. Um, so anyway, children are observant Yes, is where I was going with this. Uh-huh. This boy is like, look, I did this for your attention. I'm not going to deny that I did this for your attention. And you said I could have anything I wanted and you two need to be a part. Now, I don't think that the boy would really want his parents to to be divorced, but maybe it was enough to say, okay, maybe like she did. She's maybe we do need a break from each other. You know, it's been a lot of, we've, we've carried a lot of baggage along the way. And, you know, I I've seen it with friends and I've seen it with my parents. You can have, I mean, marriage is hard work. Anybody who's married will tell you that. And if you, I, I, I'm going to use my parents as an example. No, okay. It, it's, it's not detailed. It's brief.
0: Okay. All right. No, go ahead. It, it is. It's you, babe. Go.
2: My parents um, were married at a young age, um, and they had two children in a very short amount of time, and then they lost one. I had a sister who died in an infancy, and they dealt with that in two very different ways. And they grew apart in the process, and where that marriage probably could have been worked on and, and paid attention to, and had maybe made it a little, had maybe made it for the long haul, it didn't because they did. They had accumulated some baggage, and they they took their baggage and they went to their own corners, and and they grew apart. That's all I was gonna say. Well, okay, that's not bad. Right. So anyway, I was just saying that I've seen that. Happen and and I think that this boy being able to now he didn't go about it in the right way, but um, being able to stand up and say something's not right here.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> obviously, I, I think that this this situation with Brian, which is the little boy's name, is not too far exaggerated because the the fact is is that when there is a relationship issue between husband and wife, um, between mommy and daddy. Children often will act out. They will do things. Absolutely. They will either do things destructive. Some children will either consciously or subconsciously pee the bed mm-hmm. because of issues right. with mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they'll do things like act out in school, have anger issues. Attention just is to, attention. Anything to get attention. And when that doesn't work, they will resort to anything to get your attention. Absolutely. And so, um, but I mean, now the, the, the son thinks, you know, Hey, I, I'm just sick of hearing the fighting because, right. you know, it trust takes me, a toll
2: on a child. It really does.
0: I remember as a child hearing my parents fight from time to time and at night is the most destructive and just, it's, it's a horrible thing right. to hear, right, uh, through closed doors. And my, my
2: parents were already divorced by the time I was three. So I don't remember really <laughs> remember them fighting, um, I do remember some of the tension. I re- remember lots of things from when I was a toddler which are really I don't think that's normal. But God blessed me with this memory and so I have it. Anyway, as I got older, they were already divorced and they still constantly fought and sometimes it was almost like physical fighting. And so then I'm like, "All right, you know, you guys are divorced. Go go your separate ways and and let me be in peace." Yeah. But um you're not listening to me.
0: No, I'm not. I'm I can sorry. Tell. You've got, but you, you don't have to point look. that out. You've got that look. I'm sorry. I was doing other things.
2: <laughs> anyway, so moving right along from that, that's all I wanted to hear.
0: <clears throat> so what'd you say? Shut up. <laughs> Who Did do you, you just talk? tell me to shut up?
2: <laughs> totally. Who do you want to talk about next?
0: Well, I was just going to say that, uh, anyway, yeah, they need marital counseling. <laughs> and maybe well, and we I do, too.
2: I think she acknowledged that by the end of the show.
0: Yeah. And then... Uh, the only thing I had about Derek and uh, Derek and Meredith, their relationship thing is they either, they need to kind of move that along because it's starting to get well, I think, just slightly boring.
2: Well, I think we saw it get moved along at the end of this episode. Do you think
0: so? The whole, I'm going to stay a little bit longer? Yeah,
2: because I think that we started off the episode, he just asked her, you know, just stay. Almost begging her, you know. Anyway, and... um. And, uh, and, and she didn't. She jumped right up out of bed and, and got her clothes on and left. But then by the end of the episode, she says, I think I'm going to stay a little bit longer. Right. So I, I think that we, you know, slow progress, but progress. I think we've seen a lot of progress in Meredith in these last seven episodes. In
0: Meredith, but not so much the relationship. But, I, Meredith, that's
2: what's wrong with the relationship. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if you fix Meredith, you kind of fix Meredith and Derek.
0: Well, Meredith has lots of issues outside of of this relationship. She, she's got some issues with uh, with Lexi, which you know <coughs> has been kind of ongoing for a while now. Right. And uh, I'll tell you what I was. She, what was she doing? Go get your own friends. Go get your.
2: Live your own life.
0: Live your own life. Go get your own life.
2: Telling her how it was. But
0: she she's. How many how many times can she do that? She has no right to do that. Until Lexi gets
2: the point. Until she gets the point. I have siblings that I was raised with. And one parent chose the other sibling over me. And. And I had issues. I don't anymore. Trust me. Okay, I do. I'm working on it. No I'm kidding. <laughs> but I get, I get where she's coming from. She she wasn't looking for a sister. She was not looking for a sister. And Lexi has been overbearing and in her face.
0: Has been
2: from day one.
0: Has been
2: still is until I think she said, "Well, here's the five things about me." And I think through this through this case of this family, <coughs> I think we see. I hope we see a turning point with them.
0: I I think that that's what this episode was all about. She
2: told, now I think she was going to, when they were in the wife's, um, the the mom, um, Teresa was her name. They were in her room. Yes. And um, Meredith says to Lexi, Dr. Gray, go get the baby. And he turns around, says, you're Dr. Gray too. Are you sisters? I think Meredith was going to say yes.
0: I think she was as well.
2: And Lexi said no, just the same last name, you know, coincidence. But at the end of the show, she says, Alex, take my sister home. Yeah. She called her my sister.
0: Yeah, the the, the episode was clearly to try to move that relationship along. and I think it did. And to show that that Meredith is growing. And she does care. And she does care. But she, still, I was, all I'm saying is that at the point where she yelled at her, you know, when she came to ask Karev to go, you know, grab a drink or whatever... It was just ridiculous. She wasn't stalking her at that moment. And she wasn't stalking her. She, I mean, she made it clear. I did not know that you, he lived with you. You know? It, yeah. I think I it, it was just unfair. But she, Meredith's not rational. And she's, ang- she's not rational. And she's angry and she's bitter.
2: And she's taking it all out on, on Lexi. Which, fair or not, she's going to need an outlet.
0: Chef Mark, what do you think?
1: Meredith is a narcissist. She is. She really is so self-centered. Like, she's, everything is about her. I mean, the whole series, she's everything that child. happens is, a, is about her. And people, everything that everyone does is because of her or for her or against her. It's just, it's sickening. I mean, as much as I think Izzy is annoying, at least she's not that obsessively narcissistic.
0: This week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> She's just illegitimate.
0: Illegitimate. Okay, Thank look, you, Mark. Okay, look at the look.
2: Stop laughing. Look at the example that that she had for for adult behavior. I mean, hello, Ellis Gray was her mother. If that's yeah. not narcissistic,
1: I don't know. But are you wait? I mean, either yeah, but come on. I mean, you know, at a certain point, you gotta you know, you're responsible for yourself and your own actions. It's just, I, what I'm what I find interesting, and and I've commented numerous times, is that. Everyone lets her get away with it, and she's still somehow the center That's... of all of their attention. It's silly. I okay, mean, she's have the you checked most the title of the show? narcissistic character in the whole show.
2: <laughs> she is. She, she is. I agree with you. I do. I honestly in I agree with you. a
1: group of narcissists, by the way.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it's bad. It's bad. But I'm going to tell you that the reason I think they let her get away with it is because she's Dr. Ellis Gray's daughter. And they think that she's destined for greatness just like
0: I, I was.
2: And so, anyway.
0: I don't know that that's the reason why, to be honest okay. with you. I think that that's why they started out letting I her. I
2: think it's because it's called Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And it can be all about her because that's what they named the show. <laughs> that's pretty much it,
0: yeah. Yeah. And, and well, it, I think I think the reason why they put it up with her is because she owns the house. Probably. That, that's the only they're reason. They're all
2: out on their butt if... if Yes, yeah, if they don't. So exactly. The only other thing I wanted to say about Meredith was she says, My house is a brothel. Yeah. And I'm like, Hello, aren't you like head madam? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, no
0: doubt. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: so anyway.
0: Christina Yang still getting her uh due. She she is uh She is. She's on the outside.
2: She is, but in um, and, and I like it. Don't don't get me wrong. I really like seeing her get from Han what she's giving to Lexi. Lexi.
0: Which makes me angry that she still calls her... Uh, what is it? Uh, Number three. I, no, no, no. no Troll. She called her a troll. No, she and didn't. The, yes, she, oh, I wrote it down.
2: She didn't call she her a troll. She called
0: her troll. She
2: said, go out. Find me things. Go she's, troll.
0: No. Yes. She's Did she? I don't think so. I, I think... I think the, uh, it, she said troll. She used it as a verb. Okay. Go troll. <laughs> Leave me alone. We need to quit doing these live shows. I liked it better when I got all the emails saying that I was wrong and I could just hide them. My gosh. All right. Uh, that's
2: why this show's still live. Go troll. In case you didn't know. Go troll. All right. So
0: forget it. I'm not as angry about calling her a troll.
2: Good. So anyway, can I go back to what I was yes, saying? Yes, go okay. ahead. Um, I do like I do like seeing Christina get what's coming to her because she's been so high on her horse and, you know. But at the same time, I think that Han's being childish. She works for a teaching hospital. She's supposed to teach, and refusing to teach someone because you don't like them or because they slept with the intending before you is just childish.
0: I think now this is my theory. I think that she is doing this strategically. Probably. Uh, Cuz there is no doubt in my mind that she knows what she knows. Of, uh, she knows what people know that Christina Yang is the most promising uh resident in that whole hospital for cardiothoracic surgery. She knows this. Okay. But she cannot teach with Christina's pride in the way.
2: I'll I'll buy that. And so
0: I will say, hands down, that she does not dislike Christina Yang. She needs to knock her off of her horse. I'll buy that. So that she would have the ability to develop a relationship with her in such that she could teach.
2: Yep. So do you think that we've heard Burke's name for the last time?
0: No way. I'm
2: painting Burke's apartment so I don't have to call it Burke's apartment anymore. No,
0: we're still gonna hear about Dr. Red
2: Burke. like blood.
0: That was a good one. But yeah, that that's my feeling about, about Han. I because I, honestly, I fell into the, the whole scenario thinking, you know, this is childish, you know, blah 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 blah. And but I really I, I honestly I believe it's it okay. she she is not that stupid.
2: I'll I'll buy that. Okay. I will. Um just one more thing on Lexi for a minute, just because I saw it on my notes. Okay. Um, I think dealing with this dad who really wasn't connected to the baby really made her see maybe where Meredith's coming from with their dad.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Do Do you think?
0: Maybe I think because so. Because I
2: think that there was just like some lights coming on for her in that. Would you? She think? says, but you are her father.
0: What do you think about her protecting? Um, Mer- uh, Lexi protecting Meredith about the from the truth of what her father's become.
2: I don't know. I'm, can Meredith hate him anymore? I mean, is that news really going to make that big of a difference?
0: I think so. You think? I think? Yeah, I I think so. Okay. As much as she hates who her father had become and and stuff like that, he he's still her father, <laughs> and yeah, I and and. You know, this is something, it shows a little bit more about Lexi and, and maybe okay. why she, you know, it, if anything, tonight showed me why was she so clingy to Meredith? Why well, was she... I think she, she
2: needs Meredith.
0: Especially she, I mean, knowing what we learned tonight, is what I'm saying.
2: Right. Um, But even before, I thought, I maybe mean, because we kind of knew that he had spiraled out of control before we knew that he was just a stupid drunk, you know, um, with the whole scene... Before the funeral last season. Yeah. Okay. Um, because if I'm not mistaken, he was drunk then too. But um, the older sister, what's her name, Molly?
0: I don't remember. Okay,
2: I think it's Molly. Has you know, she has a family. She has a husband. She she has a baby.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: and Lexi, she doesn't have anyone. Her mom died. Her dad's drunk, and she's apparently taking care of her him in in her off time. And and so I get that she she needs. A, she needs a connection. Yeah.
0: yeah. And and so the only thing I want to point out is that I don't think it's fair to say that he's, uh, what would you call him? What? Something. A, a stupid drunk? A stupid drunk or whatever. I don't think it's fair to call him that. I mean, obviously he is. I do
2: because anyone who gets that drunk to wash away their. N- n-
1: it's no, it's no, stupid. No, okay. Uh, yeah, I come is, from a family of
2: alcoholics. I know. It's stupid.
0: I, I happen to have some experience with close relative as well. Um, however, all I'm saying there, there, there is, there is the stupid drunk that ha- is an alcoholic their entire life and they refuse to get help. I understand that.
2: Well, he's on uh, his way there.
0: Is, well, the thing is, is that there's, I think there's a difference when you ex- experience something as, se- <coughs> excuse me, as severe as what he did and everybody medicates in one way or another. Uh, some people overeat. You know, and we don't call them stupid uh, gorgers.
2: I call myself a stupid gorger often.
0: Well, you shouldn't do that. Um, but what I'm saying is that he's obviously got a lot of pain that he's dealing with inside. That he yes, ne- but he's never
2: that, gonna. No, he's not dealing with it. He, he's drowning it. That that's and correct. And he will never deal with it until he stops drinking.
0: Well, Therefore, and so it's all. The stupid part. Okay.
2: Okay.
0: I, we just Again, ap- we approach.
2: Just say it.
0: All right, if you say so.
2: <laughs> anyway,
0: let's talk about <coughs> about the Derek and Chief relationship.
2: Oh, you're dating the Chief, <laughs> and could you tell him that there's a stain on the right sheet of the light sleep the blue one? And that
0: you know that just seemed out of place and cheesy it. to me. I I just knowing what we know about the Chief, you know, it, it, he he would not forcefully assert himself like that today yeah i would no he wouldn't yeah i would no. because he's used
2: to having someone come i mean he had adele cleaning up after him for 40 years and then he lived in a hotel and they cleaned up after him and now he doesn't know what to do
0: yeah i don't know
2: and he didn't he even say that at the end
0: yeah he, he did but i just oh. i just think but it, was, it didn't it, um, it didn't fit his character for me he can't handle the to, truth <coughs> To put it onto to handle dirt. the truth. That's I'm just like glad they the didn't have lines. makeup sex at the end. <laughs> That's on. all I'm glad. So, um You're bad. Let's talk um, about Chief Resident.
2: Okay. <laughs> he was so it took him it took the chief a while, but he got tuned on to Bailey and, and what she was doing. I love how he was how a little he, slow coming around to it. I
0: love how they showed what woke him up. It was the fact that he had to break down and say I really just can't handle all this stuff. Right. And he's like, wait a second. Neither can my chief resident. Right. But things are running and things Somebody's are happening. Somebody's doing it. Somebody's making decisions and it ain't Callie. Right. So I really like that. Yeah. And 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 I even wrote it down uh, in the beginning of the episode. I says, we she needs to, somebody, this position needs to go to Bailey. It does. I wrote and it at the and very we've beginning. have known that for
2: a very long time and, and I'm glad they finally got around to it. Um, in the beginning of the episode it is not like Bailey it's not like her to do the work and let somebody else get the credit and I think we see that when she breaks down at the end and she's like thank you, you yes know, thank you for noticing and um, and I loved when he when the chief told her you make this hospital work which means for the last several months it has not been working right because she hasn't been running it So I have a question for you. Yes. Is there no use for Callie anymore?
0: Uh, I don't think there is, but, you know, I I don't know. They always bring up something, so.
2: Yeah. So I'd I'd like to see what they bring up for her because she's not married to George and she's no longer the chief resident, so show me what her role's going to be so I know if I need to write her off or not.
0: So what did you think about military crap stories from Jerry? (laughs) I remember (laughs) back in the military, back when I was in the army. I took some good craps then. <laughs> that was so just...
2: Here's the thing. I've been married. I've been divorced twice. My kids don't talk to me. I filed for bankruptcy. I've dealt with addiction. But I've always had one great pleasure, and that is <laughs> I can crap on schedule. <laughs> like,
0: I was crapping what? on like clockwork.
2: <laughs> like, you know, that that's just, if that is the greatest thing that he has going for him in his life, I, I just feel bad for him.
0: Yeah. Now I will tell you that um, the whole situation between uh, the mom and the baby that and was... and the, and the dad that was a very touching story. It really was. And uh, I I didn't notice any tears in your eyes, but man, I had them flowing at down the my end. face at the end.
2: At the end, I did.
0: It was. Uh, yeah, that I'm was just a pretty more hard-hearted
2: emotion... than you are.
0: <laughs> well, I think lately I, I I happen to be like just a little bit on edge. But uh, anyway, it was a very emotional, touching story, and we were sitting there trying to think to ourselves who this father was. It oh, was driving me and crazy du- during, the
2: whole time, and I so should have known it.
0: During the pre-show, we uh, were discussing that and who was that Ellison in Ohio? Yeah, and uh, she she reminded us that it was the guy from Prison Break, who, C-note, who played C-note, Benjamin and, Miles. Yes, and he played an excellent inmate. It was a right. very good actor very good rule for him and and seeing him here was very cool I was very glad to see him
2: well I think and in a lot of uh, other than you know being in prison he, he really he played a very similar role because he was still a concerned husband and then in the end father right you know and, and so I think you you can connect with that because that's what we saw of him on on Prison Break as well.
0: As I was just muting myself to uh, cough, Mm -hmm. I noticed in the chat room that that Chef Mark says that they're going to take Callie and do a spinoff of her own private practice called Broken Bones.
2: (laughs) And I won't be tuning in. So anyway. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's
0: Breaking Bones. Breaking Bones. Breaking.
2: Yeah. Because, you know, she can hurt somebody. Yeah. Did you know that Mark is board certified?
0: he is a board certified what, what is, was Something. it? EM, i think I don't it was remember emt what he said emt i don't remember he's he changing said. people's lives darn it
2: one face at a time
0: one face at a time
2: <laughs> I, I love how they had that because we oh and me.
0: chef mark says that it was a public practice sorry chef mark
2: Oh, okay um
0: um what stephanie
2: i don't know <laughs> I was
0: just gonna say something just to talk. You're you're getting like Wait, me.
2: I I'm so absent-minded. I'm turning into my father, and it's driving me crazy.
0: Oh goodness.
2: Anyway, um, you know, start telling me when I think that I'm always right and everybody else is wrong.
0: Uh, Stephanie, <laughs> this has been going on for almost two years in podcasting now.
2: I I know. i <laughs> just had to say it. It's okay. Just funny.
0: And then uh do you think um, Mark Sloan really likes Han?
2: No. No, I think that she's right. You think so? Yeah, I think he always he always goes for, you know, the nurse or or you know, well, that's not true. He went for Addie. Yeah. But um
0: do but you no. think he could settle down with somebody?
2: I'd like to see him what, try.
0: <laughs> wouldn't it be neat if she was the one?
2: That'd be funny because she would totally be the man in that relationship
0: she would be the man <laughs> listen to you that's hilarious
2: oh she would have him so wrapped around her finger and he would lose all his madness
0: yeah i don't know
2: it's hot madness anyway
0: so that's it that's all the notes i had you still have notes
2: no no actually i don't i that, think we covered everything last one but what I was going to say before, when, before I forgot, my thought was that uh, we on private practice give Addison a hard time for throwing around that she's board certified all the time. Yes. And and it was funny to hear Mark say it too. Yep. Maybe that's where she picked it up.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> or
2: that's where he picked it up.
0: All righty. So uh, everybody, thank you for joining us in this yet again, another episode of the, pri- no, I'm sorry, Grey's Anatomy <laughs> Fan podcast. Uh, that's
2: nice. Oops.
0: I made it through this without a whole lot of coughing. Not Ma- a whole lot. Could you? Could don't, don't say it. Okay. I won't say it. I, I won't say what's possibly at the end of anything because that would be bad. All right. So, anyway, thank you for joining us.
2: Absolutely. We'll be back next week.
0: Yes, we will.
2: With, uh, an all new episode, episode eight.
0: Yep. And hopefully more to follow.
2: Hopefully more to Let's follow. Let's pray that
0: those writers go off strike. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, We invite you to check out this and all of our other podcasts. We have a lot of them, a total of 14. Wow. Over at gspn.tv. That's gspn.tv. And we ask you not only just to listen to us, but we want you to join the community. And uh, you can find out how to do that at gspn.tv. Steph, anything else? No, that's all. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: This show is brought to you by Talk show. Create your own internet talk show. Check it out at T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E